going on here? Resistance is futile. This, indeed you are, Paul, is... in my hand, Paul! Fan Effect. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fan Effect as we get ready for the 2022 holiday season. We've got a literal ton of movies to talk about. And what better place to see a movie than at our sponsor, Larry H. Miller Megaplex Theaters. Unfortunately, a lot of what we're talking about will not play in the Megaplex. Some will, but unfortunately not all will. But there's plenty of other good things to go and spend your time and money on at the Megaplex during uh, 2022 and uh, all over 2023 as well. This episode, we're going to talk about the 2022 holiday season and all the Christmas movies. Joining me this episode is my co-host, Kellyanne Halverson. Kellyanne, welcome. Merry Christmas. <laughs> and our frequent contributor and best friend of the podcast, Natalie Molinave. Welcome, Natalie. Oh, thank you, guys. I'm so happy We're not to talking about Marvel. Well, no, no, we're not talking about... Well, maybe we will talk about Marvel in a second. <laughs> we, we have to. Yeah, it's gonna Star have Wars to will come up more than likely as well, just because I always bring that part up. But. Happy Life Day. So we want to talk this time about, well, first of all, uh, there's one word to describe Christmas movies in the year 2022 and beyond. And I believe that word is saturation, as in the market is completely saturated with Christmas movies. There always were a lot, and they seem to be increasing in number over the last several years. This year, though, it tops them all with 157 new Christmas movies being made by different studios in Hollywood, being released on different platforms. Very few, believe it or not, into theaters, most on streaming platforms, mm-hmm. but all over the place, a ton on cable. Mm-hmm. Not only do we have Lifetime and Hallmark, but then they made another channel uh, that split off from that, and there was a lot of controversy, and, or at least uh, arguments back and forth about Candace Cameron Bure and Jojo um, Siwa and her <laughs> response to that. And I felt like junior high where, dude, did you hear what they said? Oh, what do you think? Oh, did you hear what 100%. they said about what you thought? Yeah. And it just becomes like, oh my gosh, I thought this ended when I was in junior high, but it, it still goes on now. So lots of things to cover. We can't cover them all and we're not even going to attempt to. So no. if there's a Christmas movie you were looking forward to, we're probably, and it isn't kind of on the, the big ones. Like we're, we're only going to even probably bring up a couple of Lifetime movies mm-hmm. and maybe a Hallmark movie or two. Let's be honest, Hallmark movies, uh, with very few exceptions, are all pretty much the same. Nacho cheese. But that's part of the fun. And that is part of the fun. What's nacho cheese? I don't get that. Oh, I just meant they're very cheesy. Oh, ah, yes. There's a lot of nacho very cheese so. on them. No, very I have to be like so. forced to watch those types. And I was forced this time, and I'm okay. I'm we're, okay with We're that. basically talking about it yeah. Netflix. We're talking well, about Netflix, Netflix today. Like. But there are a huge... And that's why I say, not to disparage them. The guy who cuts my hair, he records every single new one, wow. and he watches them. Impressive. Sometimes finishing in May and June. Oh, wow. So... Like that's wow. But that's what I'm saying. So (laughs) it takes a while to get through all of it, and that's just the new content. Like that to me would be the challenge of trying to watch every single new thing. Is look, we still only have X number of hours between Halloween and Christmas. Like that will never change. It's the same number of days, the same number of hours. The more things we have. It can't go into the rotation. If it goes into the rotation, what are you going to kick out? Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody has a Christmas movie rotation. Everybody does. And that you celebrates have, yeah, Christmas. You have to have your own annual Christmas ones. Movie. See if you get new ones that you like. Right. It was really fun just texting back and forth. Okay, which of these movies do we actually want to watch and talk well, about? Let's, oh, yeah. let's start with that then. Let's talk about our favorite Christmas movies. Since it's, what's in your holiday? What, what are your top three or four in your personal holiday rotation every single year regardless of what new content comes out? Oh. Who wants to go first? 
Oh, there's so oh, many of them. You can go first, Julian. <laughs> I think it really starts in Halloween. You have to watch Nightmare Before Christmas because it kind of transitions you from that. And we okay. just absolutely love that in our family. Uh, we are a big versions of the Carol, of the Christmas Carol families. Muppet okay. Christmas Carol is an absolute must. Love it's usually a, a Christmas yeah. Eve one. And a few other views throughout it. <laughs> Um, and then we also will watch Die Hard on Christmas Eve. Yes, that okay. is a okay. Christmas movie. Oh, no, John McTiernan, the director, said it was. 100%. I saw a sign that I want to get for the house that says, Yippee IK, Merry Kaye. Christmas. Thank you. <laughs> Yippee Kaye, Merry Christmas. I'm like, yes, I want that so much. They should um, put that in the movie for the TV edits. Right? And I think there's actually a musical done in 2020 that was like, Die Hard. That that's what it was called. Oh, so yeah. as I was looking up the sign because I wanted to buy one, I saw there was a musical. So I had to go check that out. You can make a Die Hard Christmas tree ornament where you take a picture of the screenshot of John McClane crawling through the air vent, and then you take some like aluminum foil or some like little piece of reflective material, and then you kind of frame it around the thing, and then it looks like a 3D of him crawling through the tunnel I've seen on that. your Christmas tree. I've seen that, and it's like a perfect blend of action, of Christmas, of family, of humor, of peril. Murder, and blood, <laughs> right? and theft, and deception. Yes. Well, and- <laughs> all the great things of a Christmas movie. It's it's like, it's a palate cleanser after look, all this sweet hard. stuff. So that's like, but I don't look at it as a Christmas Carol movie. as more of a family than my dad and I will watch Die Hard before going to bed. It has to cleanse your palate. Well, I love so. Die Hard, and I'll watch it around Christmas. I just don't consider it as a Christmas movie for the purposes of watching. Because I'll watch that during the rest of the year, and I won't watch a lot of Christmas movies the rest of oh, the year. Oh, uh, that is true. I'm not much a Christmas throughout. But, but the one that's kind of surprising, most people don't know, that I absolutely love, it's a sequel to Beauty and the Beast that was, you know, straight to, to DVD or VHS. And that is Belle's Enchanted Christmas. You know that there's a reason it was straight to DVD, right? It's good. It's good. <laughs> it's hard for me. Let's put, but let's curry. say this. Let's say this. As if streaming services were around back then, it would have been a straight to Disney Plus. I oh, yeah. Disney Plus been around. believe that, that hope is the greatest of the gifts we receive. So, That's such a good message. Does this take place after the movie? It takes place during the movie. So Christmas somehow happened during yes. Beauty and the There's Beast the, yes, so without did. us Remember? knowing about totally it. totally did. Because you have them f- fighting the yeah. snowball fights and stuff. And almost kind. Oh, okay. He was coarse. Yeah. So they... That was okay. And what's really one of my favorite songs of like all Disney dumb. Disney Dumb, yeah, I'm going to say that's a word. Um, is Disney it Dumb? How it. dare you say like that? Kingdom, like Kingdom, oh, <laughs> like fandom. Oh, Kingdom, Disney oh, gotcha. <laughs> All the Disney fans have turned off this podcast. And so Belle's trying to explain what Christmas is and how fun and joyful and traditions are to Beast because he's never experienced it really. And uh, so she makes him a gift from the heart. And she actually makes him a storybook. And she sings about stories and stories of magic world. It's all full of wonder. And so she makes That was her chance to like tell him about that book she gave back to the guy at the beginning of Beauty and the Beast, which was essentially their story. And Bernadette. She's like, look, I've just met Prince Charming, but I won't discover that you're him until chapter three. Yeah, that's the point, though. I'm trying to find plot holes in thing I haven't even watched. In every Disney movie. It's really cute and has Tim Curry as like the villain. The okay, voice Tim in Curry, it. you've got me. You've got right. me interested. Bernadette Peters, she is the she is the decorator. She does the Christmas decorations. She's been stuck in the wow. attic with the Christmas decorations. She's the angel Angelique, um, and so she comes down. They decorate the castle. It's a really heartwarming message. It's it's a what's one so of my favorite. She was favorites. in the attic when uh, the curse happened. She was in the attic getting the. I guess she was getting her the decorations done. So she's been stuck. 
stuck up there with the Christmas decorations. Wow. Yeah. Um, but it's really cute and sweet. And so, like, those are my favorite. Okay. Okay. But I think, I think one of the shows we talked about, we're going to talk about today is going to be on that list. So wow. We'll, I'll, I'll do that. We'll Same. see which one it is. Mm-hmm. All so right, Natalie. My favorite? All right. Definitely Muppet Christmas Carol. Yes, like, as yes, soon yes. as you can start watching Christmas movies, I watch that one. Because it's funny <laughs> and it's very clever, and, and they're bringing back the sad song. <laughs> <laughs> so Natalie likes him up at Christmas Carol, but this needs to be said because I think you're in the minority on this one. <gasps> I know of somebody who loves him up at Christmas Carol, but does not want the extra song added back in. No, now you got to explain that. Why? Yes, I just feel like it ruins the pace of the movie. Hmm. That's the but reason I think it's why. Emotional soul it is a movie. very emotional song because, it, and it makes the callback song later make more sense. I know sense. that's a lot of people say and, that's why they want it back. And then you, because how the way they cut it out too, you still have Gonzo and and um, Rizzo? Rizzo Rizzo crying when they transition to, to you know the dark, heavy, uh, the Ghost of Christmas Future. Oh no, we it doesn't like, make sense without it. I agree that it's an awkward transition without the song in it, but I still feel like that song like just kind of. Slows the pace of the movie. Enough. And the Michael Caine's um, performance in that song is just beautiful. It was almost it's always. It is a sad part, but. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm okay about it. Um, I'll try to stop singing. <laughs> and then um, a must for me on Christmas Eve is watching the 84 Christmas Carol with George C. Scott. Okay. It's oh. really. That was. That one's actually really scary. Like as a kid, that terrified like, me. Jacob never Marley seen is that one. scary, and so is the Ghost of Christmas Yet to Come, but. It's just so well done, and it was actually um, filmed in the city that Charles Dickens like imagined a Christmas Carol to be placed in. Wow. So it's very, it feels very authentic, and of course, George C. Scott does a fantastic job as Scrooge. Um, and then, of course, have you seen any of the versions, Alistair Sim or uh, the ones from the nineteen seventies? I probably have. I just the oh, Muppet I just Jersey Scott just have always been there. Um, it's a wonderful Patrick life. Stewart. What I have seen the Patrick Stewart. What one. year? What year is the Christmas Carol? Um, nineteen eighty four. The one came out. I'm writing it down. Of course, okay. it's eighty four. I know. Then it's a wonderful life. The I just want to marry George so much. Every time I watch that show, I'm like, George's is like the perfect. Oh, Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> um, you want me to lasso the moon for you, Natalie? <laughs> he's adorable. He I get is, it. I get and it. he's very loyal. And it just every time you watch that show, like it just kind of puts you back into perspective about where you are, where you're at in life, and that you are you matter and things like that. Do you hear this, Natalie's husband? These are the traits you need to have. <laughs> we already have an inside joke about Steve Burns at our house. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then the other two, uh, the last one is probably, I know a lot of people hate the animation in it, but the Polar Express, the newest one. Okay. I know the animation's weird, but as someone who is very religious, I feel like the theme in that movie about... Um, as you get older, like you ruin that magic, you can't hear the bell anymore because you stop believing. Right. I love that theme, and it it's always got makes good music me cry. In it too. The song "Believe," the song uh, I like, the song "Hot Chocolate." Yeah, I like I the like music the in it, and I I know Tom Hanks is like every character, but I yeah, I just love the message in it. My, even my husband knows. Always like, oh, why do we have to watch this? I'm like, because the message about not being able to hear the bell as you begin to distance yourself from the good times is like a very See, I grew up profound on the storybook yeah, before the too. movie came out. So that's that's just interesting. The movie means so much to you. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. it's a different way, but those are probably in my I have to watch all those movies in December. Okay. Do you have like a specific Christmas Eve movie or is that just my crazy uh, Just family? the Christmas Carol. That's what we used to watch growing up and now I make my husband watch it and if we're at his my in laws house for Christmas, his 
my brother and sisters in law always like, no, we don't want to watch it. I'm like, fine, we have to watch it because it's so good. Like, but it's so scary. I'm like, I know. We're gonna it was watch supposed it. to be scary. It it's to tell just a scary stories. Yeah, scary stories. Scary ghost stories of Christmas is long, long ago. Long, long ago. Mm-hmm. All right, Andy, what's yours? Yay. So uh, we watch a Christmas movie every year for Christmas Eve. That's that is our my family and my kids tradition. We didn't do that when I was a kid because we always had a family Christmas party on Christmas Eve. But then once I had kids that were younger, uh, then we stopped going to that just because we needed it. It was a long story. But anyway, so we decided to to do a new tradition. So we would get pizza and we would watch a Christmas movie. Um, We still do that. But the movie rotates. Like I have a friend who does something similar and I kind of copied the idea from but they watch the same movie every year. They watch the Santa Claus every year. I like a rotation. Um, some years I'm feeling more like the religious side. Like we watched the Nativity one year. That's a really good. Uh, I'll tell that. you. I'll yeah, tell yeah. you a, a Christmas movie that didn't get a lot of play. That I really wondered if it was going to be just a train wreck of Hollywood trying to do Christmas, like trying to do the religious part of Christmas. And it's called The Star, an animated one from about three or four years ago. Uh, it's got like the voice of Oprah Winfrey. It's got I think the voice I of that came out. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of some Saturday Night Live alums, and it um, it's you know it, it's not really historically accurate, <laughs> but there's some you know there's some accuracy to it. But I was really surprised. I, I thought Hollywood was going to try to make it too goofy or not take it seriously, or they they even when sometimes they try to be genuine, they end up like doing backhanded. Uh, insults to different things and, and and I was really surprised how genuine this ended up being and then like there's a big scary centurion that's chasing them all the way to Jerusalem <laughs> to Bethlehem and I was like dang it's like faceless and got a big sword huge you know he's mm-hmm. been sent to uh, to kill him and uh, and he's got some bulldogs that, that are helping out because it's mostly the animals you're following the animals like they're babies. like trying to watch yeah they're trying to watch out very much so like King of the Hill uh, <laughs> they're trying to watch out for Mary and Joseph like they're the protectors the, Mary and Joseph don't realize it but the animals are protecting them on the way anyway Aww. it's very well done and I, I was surprised we watched that for Christmas Eve one year but my favorite Christmas movies like if I had to choose it uh, Chris, Muppet Christmas Carol yes I love the way all three said I know that. so good so good <laughs> And uh, but uh, and we a uh, uh, plug here. Dan Spindle and I talked specifically about different portrayals of a Christmas Carol in kind of a humorous mm-hmm. way for a podcast episode that you'll be able to find. We talk a little bit more depth, so I'll, I'll save some of my thoughts for that. But Muppet Christmas Carol, it's a wonderful life. Can't go wrong with that. Uh, just too good of messages. And then as far as just like christmas E stuff, I, I really liked the Jim Carrey Grinch, How the Grinch Stole Christmas movie. It's so movie. good. Like, it's so I fun. I just remember how funny I was when I watched it. And I remember the first time I even saw the trailer. And Jim Carrey was like the only one who could physically pull off that weird little Grinch He's smile. He's double-jointed in his face. That's why he can do that. And I thought, oh my gosh, that was and Wasn't not... it directed by Ron Howard? Like, yeah. It was. It was. Yeah. They still have the and set the up at Universal so Studios. You can go see the set still. Cool. So I, I really like that one. I mean... I could go on and on about a whole bunch of different ones. Like I don't have anything against White Christmas, but it's not my favorite. Like, it's like my father-in-law's favorite. I love it. It's, it's so like weird. Five I love hours it. long. Can we also mention Mr. Kruger's Christmas? Yes, oh, that's a great I one. I love yeah. Mr. Kruger's Christmas. And that's only Christmas. thirty minutes long. That's that's one that we'd watch on Christmas Eve, but it's not long enough to be like long enough to mm-hmm. get the kids kind of wound down as they get yeah. ready for but going it's to bed still on Christmas Eve. Such a great message, and it's Jimmy Stewart again. Mm-hmm. So, so well, those I- are three. I'm just I'm trying to think if there's any one that I. Per- we, particularly forgot. I love Christmas Vacation at some point 
during the Christmas season. I like a Christmas story at some point during the Christmas yes. season because I like funny stories of Christmas. Well, isn't there one channel just like has it one. playing nonstop? Yeah, TNT. That's <laughs> yeah, another that's thing we talked story. about, by the way, in the and upcoming podcast And then you also have the original animated The Grinch. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, the How the Grinch Stole Christmas, yeah. yeah. And speaking of and animation, then even the we new always Grinch. have to pull out the Animaniacs Christmas special where they does the nativity. You don't it have does... to pull it out. Oh, oh we do every time. Bill the Cl- Christmas Carol? <laughs> when Bill Clinton's trying to open the one, he's like, gosh, ding dong, window, Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I I, love it. I love it. We like, quote it all the time. I'll have to watch that. Oh, it's, it's cute. A, it's funny. The Animaniacs And there's like a hundred Christmas specials. If we're going to go down to Christmas specials, I mean, there's like a million of those. you got a Charlie Brown Christmas. you got... Oh, no, 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 no. By the way, if you look in the Fan Effect podcast archives, we <laughs> talked about the Star Wars holiday special a few years ago. And it is, if you've never seen it, just listen to the episode because you don't want to actually watch the holiday it special. Was Andy, Herb, and I, and it was pretty fantastic. I miss Herb. Oh, Me my. too. Was... Oh, and Charlie Brown's Christmas. Right. Great Christmas Charlie Brown is another one. We, we, went, like we just first... watched Thanksgiving one last night. And you got Rudolph the Red-Nosed Rain. I mean, you've got all oh, the I stuff that you want. <gasps> oh, that's impossible. How? That's wow. impossible. I've seen lots of parodies. That one's just a classic. Elf has made a lot Elf. of people's rotation. Not mine. Not Natalie's. Natalie is out. like the Scrooge of this episode, I can tell. <laughs> I don't like that song in <laughs> a Muppet Christmas Carol. I hate Elf. Bah humbug. She's just opinionated. It's okay. <laughs> I come from, I know, I'm very critical, but it makes me lovable. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. It's That's just funny. That's my slogan. I'm very critical, but it makes me lovable. Why don't you like Elf? I just think it's so annoying. I love that Peter Dinklage is in it, but... He must be an I, angry elf. I know. I just... I don't know. I haven't seen it in a long it has time. It cringe humor than you would think It does have, it. and I just think it's... Because I, I really have not loved Will Ferrell. Ah. Well, so that makes sense. Until, like, that makes Starlight, sense. he did a good job, but every time like, I watch Elf, I'm like, for me, that's it's, it's Will Ferrell for me. And okay. that's why I love it. Will okay. Ferrell, if you listen to this, I think he's a great human. I love him as a person. I just never really liked his movies. Will Ferrell, if you're listening to this, we'd love to have you on the podcast. <laughs> I want to talk. I won't be here fiction, so you I can know. talk to them. <laughs> we, we promise not to have Natalie on that episode. No, we'll invite her and keep her outside in the hallway so she has to look through the window here. <laughs> So those those are my faves. I mean, I uh, there's not a I don't think there's a Christmas movie that I hate. There's a special that I found on DVD a few years ago that I hadn't seen since I was a kid. The best Christmas pageant ever. I was the lead in that, which was a popular book when I was a kid. And then they made a uh, a TV special with it with Loretta Swit from Mash. I love her. And it was a half hour long. And a, a funny story: the main girl in it plays. Vicky Valancourt in the <laughs> in the Water Boy years and years later. I was the Her lead. Feruza Balk. I was the lead in that, like the main girl in it in um, high school in a community production, and it was one of the funnest. Wait, things who were you? Uh, I was Beth, the the main girl. Who, oh, okay. Like, who's is telling the, the story of the Herdmans okay. and everything? So you weren't Imogene Herdman. No, no, no. Imogene was the worst kid in the history of of everything, if I remember my line correctly. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant the person who played Imogene. I'm glad that you I, were talking about the character. It's been 21 years. No, I thought you meant the, but the kid who played it in the play with you was like, oh, that was the worst kid. Oh, no, no that, you mean that's the like character. The Herdmans okay. were the worst kids yes. in the history of the world is gotcha. like how it starts. So Anyway, that's a cute one. If you can find it, it's uh, not streaming anywhere because, quite honestly, it's way too religious. Well, it has a great message, <laughs> I know, though. but it's way too religious. 
I think that's why it's not it's not streaming. At any rate, uh, thankfully I found it on DVD and bought it, so Mm -hmm. I I have it, so I don't have to worry about it. All right. Well, that was our favorites. So when we get back, we're going to talk about uh, some of the new. um, I don't know if the word that I'm looking for is some of the the biggest new Christmas movies coming out this year in 2022. Uh, There's already four available. Uh, with so many, so many more to come. So we'll just <laughs> focus it. on sort of the four biggest ones and then maybe throw in a couple of other miscellaneous ones as we get talking on this next segment of Fan Effect. All right, Fan Effect, talking Christmas movies. Now we're talking about the 2022 Christmas movies, ones that are brand new this year and that are certainly people are at least going to sample whether or not they make it into the annual rotation, we shall see. I do think there is a very good potential for at least a couple of these to make it into your annual rotation as far as quality. And for me, humor is very important in a good Christmas movie. That's the ones that I enjoy Indeed. the most. Humor and a good message. And if you can have both, oh, yeah. Yeah. bonus. Because there are funny moments in uh, uh, in even things like It's a Wonderful Life and stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. All right, so I would say, what, what should we start with? Uh, let's start with the one that came out first. Oh, no, I let's save. Oh. Let's start with the good stuff. Let's not. <laughs> or maybe we should get the best. Let's do the, the bad way. stuff. Let's out get the best stuff out of the way. So people leave with a happy feeling inside. All right, so the first, so the first <laughs> one we're going to talk about is Falling for Christmas, the new Christmas movie on Netflix starring Lindsay Lohan. When people look at me, all they see is the spoiled daughter of the hotel magnet. I just want people to remember me for more than my last name. My lady. Where exactly are we going? Sierra Belmont. (gasps) The last year with you has been truly magical. (gasps) Will you marry me? Oh, Tad! Tad! I've got you! And then she's found. I mean, this is like a Hallmark Christmas movie rolled into the movie Overboard. In it, Lindsay Lohan, um, she is a rich heiress, as you heard from the clip in the trailer. She falls off a cliff, hits her head, can't remember who she is. And uh, unlike Overboard, though, which had some troubling (laughs) themes of convincing her she was married to a guy that she wasn't married to. In this one, they played a little more straightforward. They don't know who she is. She doesn't know who she is. And um, our, our guy, who's actually in the TV show Acapulco, I like him, Court Overstreet, he runs a uh, um, a, a, a ski oh, lodge, so, yeah, a lodge. ski lodge that uh, is just very small, can't compete with uh, Lindsay's character's dad's giant resort, mega money. Uh, this is probably their last Christmas because, of course, they're failing. <laughs> and, of course, he's widowed. And, of course, he has a young daughter. A daughter who loves Lindsay Lohan. Which, of course, she likes Lindsay Lohan after she gets to know her. So all the stuff you've ever heard from in a in a Hallmark Christmas movie, all the tropes. The only thing that's missing is that Lindsay Lohan wasn't visiting from her job in the big city. Yes. <laughs> and you... this wasn't this wasn't her boyfriend growing up. That's the only Hallmark part that's missing from this movie is that they didn't know each other at some point in their exactly. earlier lives. Although they do run into each other at the hotel and he spills, you know, hot chocolate yeah, the... or whatever on her. Very briefly. And I think I haven't watched but... enough Hallmark movies to even make a connection. It's, really? This yeah. Is, I'm not a Hallmark Have Christmas you even seen movie. one? Because that's pretty much it. Yeah, no. they're all the same. They're all cookie cutter, but they all make you, I don't know. Well, <laughs> I, I so, watch- so you don't, you're watching this to see Lindsay Lohan acting again. 
And really that's why, that's why yes, I really and that did. It's filmed in Utah. I'll watch. And it see, for that. I didn't somehow know that when I watched it. But Santa works at Gardner Village. Like, didn't you? Right I off the did bat, not the resort. Catch, I live in West Jordan. I don't think oh I've ever my. been to Gardner Village for Christmas. I've only been there for Halloween. Wow. I've never been to Gardner Village. Never Gardner Village is a small thing out in the west side of the Salt Lake Valley. You've got to go to Archibald and get some fried green tomatoes. <laughs> Your face is like, oh, you're just staring at me. I love me. I Gardner like, Village. I've always wanted to go. It's just. <laughs> Next year, we're doing <laughs> Witches Night. All right. I'm down. So Lindsay Lohan goes to Gardner Village, apparently. <laughs> and somehow she was at Gardner Village, like mere miles from my house, and I had no idea whenever they were filming this. At any rate, uh, as you can expect, uh, she doesn't know how to do chores. She doesn't know how to do anything. This is where the overboard yeah. vibes really yeah. hit oh, in. Oh, yeah. Was that Just she's, less she's rich. You know, she, the first morning she wakes up, she reaches for the remote to open the blinds, which she has in her rich suite at her dad's hotel, and it turns on the TV. Not coincidentally, Netflix. Not coincidentally, <laughs> oh, last Castle year's for a Christmas. castle for Christmas. <laughs> Come, comes on, yeah. And so that part, you know, very predictable. But there were some funny parts. But it was cute. I mean, it was nice to see Lindsay acting again. She looks looks younger than she has Mm -hmm. in the last few pictures I've seen of her over the last few years. No, but really. And you know what? Here's the thing. She could act. Like Everybody Mm -hmm. seems to forget with all the stuff that she went through or that she put herself through. She wasn't a bad actress mm-hmm. even before. No, she put, she gets crying in the middle of this movie, like right away. She brings those tears on, and she was also. I think there was there's part I laughed out loud when she was trying to make the bed, and she spreads herself right. out, and, and she, it goes like a little bit of physical like comedy in there. Like sure. I, yeah. I was excited to see her in it, and I thought she was she, her she her portrayal of the character was fun and heartfelt at times, yeah. and progressive, and definitely less awkward than Overboard. So. Well, and then the funny part too, you had the comic relief of her uh, fiance. Say being trapped in the in the oh, wild yeah, that with, was funny. with barely a quarter of a battery charge so to, I bet to make I could it through. Get she was sponsored <laughs> as a survivalist, as a survivalist. right? Well, and you, you do grow to like the love interests, and and of course he is a single father, widowed single it's father. It's very predictable. Very yeah, predictable. So here's the thing: I don't feel bad spoiling this because if you've ever seen a. The Hallmark, Hallmark Christmas movie. movie. It's been spoiled. If you've seen Overboard, it's been spoiled. Although this is certainly a more tasteful to 2022, mm-hmm. less problematic than than some of the, than the, at least the original Overboard movie, which is, by the way, I love the original Overboard movie. I love it too, but I watch it and I'm like, oh, there's problems. But yeah, it, it hasn't this. aged in certain areas very well. But um, but it's also fun to see growing up watching, having seen the, like, the Parent Trap and Mean Girls and yes. then having, you know, Lindsay Lohan like coming back from all the stuff that she's been through and just mm-hmm. being... Kind of being her cheerleader as you're watching right? this, being like, "I'm so glad, like you've like overcome like so much, and you're back here acting and showing off that you're still a human being, and, right?" Yeah. And like you want her to succeed, so and you also know it's a Hallmark movie, so you're anticipating formula and everything. Yeah. So it's like, yes, I'm going to accept this, and I love trying to find the Utah connections in it. I, you know, I I was totally fine with it. Like, I probably wouldn't purposely go watch it again no. but it was it was cute it won't be a rewatch it it'll, it'll be like a i don't know when i'd rewatch it was, it. It was, it was, it was worth watching it, sure. once yeah. if you like Lindsay yeah. lowen if you just if you like watching christmas movies it is harmless it's very family friendly that yep. that's yeah. a good plus in its direction is that there's nothing objectionable the in little it. girls adorable very and, much oh so oh my goodness very cute and you know it 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 was fine it was mm-hmm. fine and she learns a good moral in it too like it's Yes, yeah, she learns like, that I can be yeah. poor and it's okay. Well, no, that she can work and do stuff for herself. I can wash the laundry Andy. without ruining everything. Andy. What oh my a gosh, great when, she, when the whole laundry container goes in the 
the washing machine. I'm like, oh, come on. No I one's at least so. I at least so. believe that you could accidentally knock it in. If she had poured the whole thing in, I would have accepted it less. Mm-hmm. That's true. Would have accepted it less. But anyway, so that you got. Falling for Christmas. And do you get it? Because she fell. Oh, yeah. Off the yes. cliff. That's what How I know. Falling How for Christmas. Yes. So oh, there's some clever. serious, profound efforts put into it. No. Not to mock it. Again, family friendly. Very funny at times. And Lindsay Lohan wasn't terrible. That's kind of how I would say right. it. Up. I give it two and a half stars. Two and a half? No, two. For a Christmas movie? Not for like a movie movie, but a Christmas movie. I give it two and a half. You, you get a little leeway when okay. it comes to specials like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're good with that. We're good with that. Okay. So, next one. Let's go with Woohoo! A, a, like a Christmas this a Story lot. Christmas. And the next thing you know, you're a certified adult. Ralphie! Ralph, dear old man. Fragile. He was the best. Ralphie, promise me we're going to make this a wonderful Christmas. That would make your father so happy. I promise. What had I done? And now it was all up to me? I suggest you start drinking and don't stop till New Year's. (laughs) Kids, who wants to go see Santa? This is amazing. Incredible. We will meet you right here when you're done. Don't let him kick you in the face. Huh? It's the half happy season. Now, um, no, it, when it's just us decorating, it kind of feels like child labor. Honey, it's not labor if we don't pay you. Yeah. Not going to lie, that was one of my favorite that parts. That was a good favorite moment. So my dad made this all look so easy. Mm. That doesn't mean it was easy. Most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> Christmas so Story good. Christmas. So I really good. liked this one. I thought it was really well done. Now, this one had serious potential. Again, this is one Dan and I did a deep dive on, but I thought this had serious potential for being wrong. Like, there was a Christmas story sequel in the 80s that everybody just pretends never happened because it was terrible. I didn't even know it was even out until my dad's like, yeah, there there was another sequel. I just learned this today, actually. That's my point. (laughs) Best to just pretend it doesn't exist. Okay. Here's the challenge. you got to figure out if you're going to revisit it. You got two things you got to do. You got to have some similarities with the original because that's what people are looking for. Mm-hmm. Are you comparing this to uh, Force Awakens? Because like no, I, I think was Force thinking Awakens, more like, Top Gun Maverick. Oh, because oh, okay. it has to bring bring fan service into the movie for you to want to be invested in it. So I think it has enough fan service in it that if, for people who like the original Christmas Story, right. but it does enough that it's changed. That you feel like you're watching another movie. Agreed. And yeah. that's, that's what I say. So that's the balance is we don't want to watch a Christmas story that has Ralphie and Schwartz and Flick and Grandma and, you know, Scott Farkas. And we don't want them to have them doing things that are completely different and 100 percent original with no connection to the original. We're not we, we want our characters to do some of the things the same. Well, there's... But we don't want it to be an exact repeat. It's tough. It's something that subconsciously yeah. we go to it and we can tell when it's wrong, even if maybe we couldn't identify and physically speak what was wrong, but you just kind of sense that it was off. Uh, I, I, I'm... And it has, they to, do, it has to feel the same way production-wise, story-wise. The moral has to be a bit different, but still reminiscent of, of the first right, one. Right. It has yeah. to rhyme. George Lucas called it rhyming. When he Ooh, would do I the like different that. trilogies, he, he said there's, they need to rhyme. They, it's not the same thing, but there needs to be kind of similar things. That's what we're looking for. So having Flick and Schwartz trade off on a dare. Like, we want to see a dare. Well, that was one of the funniest things in the first Christmas story. This time, the one gets revenge on the other. You, but it's so funny because it's like a dare I feel like an adult would do, too. 
Like, mm-hmm. sure. Just as like, I feel like men would just do this kind of thing. Most of them just be like, yeah, I'm going to do it because well, especially I'm going to show you especially when you've been drinking up. all day. Well, yeah, that was like. <laughs> I'm sure that didn't hurt. Because I thought that would, might annoy me a little bit, but it actually played very well in mm. the movie. Well, and like Ralphie has to have his imagination scene. That's what I'm saying. Like so yeah, Ralphie yeah. needs to have, you know, having black, black Bart or black. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's Black, Black Bart, Bart. Yeah, comes back as a different, you know, as still a Western kind of villain. You've got, uh, you know, you have to have Grandma with some kind of weird quirk. You, you know, there it, it can't just be like Ralphie in Chicago trying to have Christmas with mm-hmm. his kids isn't going to be. It's not going to. It's not going to feel as right as this did of him having to go back. They got a good reason to get him back to his hometown. His father passing away right before Christmas. In fact, that kind of surprised me. I was like, "Wait, where are we starting this movie? Like, right? his dad's still alive? I thought this was his dad's been but it was gone yeah, for a while." Reminiscent it's, of the first one talking about the house and things like that. So yeah, and so mm-hmm. you know, we get to watch some things. There's going to be car troubles somewhere along the way. <laughs> Somebody's going to get hurt. Uh, bullies are there. That you know. The the difference this time is that it wasn't the focus about the present that they want specifically. This is and that's why it works. Like we already know all that about Ralphie. It works so well. Now what? How how does Ralphie make his kids have a great Christmas? Yeah, well, that's the focus of a Christmas story. Is it's from the child's eyes, and so like again, here's the Scrooge. Well, but me, it's but, the adult uh, talking about yeah, his like, ch- childhood. Yeah, but the Christmas story is like that was one show. I'm just. I'll watch it, but it's not one, like one of my favorites. Oh, and so wow. when this came out, I know, I know, I'm sorry. Um, so when this one came out, I didn't have any expectations, but they do a great job at as now as a parent and as an adult being to like being Ralphie in this movie. And because now I can laugh at it because now I've I've done the Christmas thing with my kids and try yeah. to make it magical. And I love this, the even that you heard in the preview when he's like, "I my dad made it, made this look so easy," and I'm like, "It's true." Like. Your parents do go through a lot to make sure you have a very magical Christmas. Yeah, until you're actually the parent, you don't realize how little sleep they get. Yeah, and on this, certain nights of the uh, of the year. And this one's a lot more sentimental than the original Christmas. Well, you know, story. I mean, you can imagine it, but <laughs> well, because we're yeah, well, well, the thing too. is, you're like it's eleven thirty p.m. and you've only got like half of it done. My wife and I actually came up with a new system because we got tired of that. <laughs> was one day, like sometime the week of Christmas, they go spend the night at grandparents and we get everything out and we make sure it's all there and we wrap it all up and then we shove it in a locked closet wrapped up mm-hmm. so that we had time to make sure so that Christmas Eve we can watch the movie and we can go to bed. No, See, that's smart. Our oh, rule we have is, to get them out at some point. That's true. Our rule is we were not allowed to leave our rooms at all at like Christmas night once we went to bed right. until we were we were gotten. So like it could be yeah. 9 a.m. and you have to pee so freaking bad, but you're not leaving your Yeah, room. My, my, my in-laws, that's what they do is that they, they come get them out of their beds in the morning. You can't leave your room until they come back. Yeah, no, in. that's our rule. You can't go downstairs because that's where everything is, is downstairs. We have the, the two-story. Um, of course... I'm sure they sneak. I'm sure they sneak. The two oldest sleep in the basement, so they don't care. We have to get them out of bed anyway. Yeah. Do we have to get up? I'm like, stop it. You were a kid. You can't pull this. And I'm sure they're as excited, and they're just trying to pretend to be asleep. But it was it was cute to watch in in this movie Ralphie kind of handle that, and it's not just a normal Christmas at his home in Chicago. He's trying to be like his father doing right. the best Back Christmas at home. ever. And they did a good job at like you know you go to Higby's, you go to the yeah. by a Christmas tree, but they don't they make those the same jokes. It's a new joke. Um, 
like in an for Ralphie. It's like an updated joke, so you're not you don't feel like you're watching that same movie again. Don't let him kick you in the face. <laughs> now I don't know if you knew this uh, or if you noticed in the credits, but Peter Billingsley wrote, co-wrote this. So he, the one who, kid who plays Ralphie, was one of the co-writers on this new script. Um, they worked with the family of Gene Shepard, who uh, is the original author of. The book, which was called "In God We Trust, All Others Pay Cash," that was the sign at the bar, by the way. If you noticed it on the yeah, wall, that's the original title of the book, which the movie "A Christmas Story" was based oh, I'm on. I'm glad they changed that because it does not make sense. For- <laughs> right, but it was. I, I just they they hit the the notes, and the the guy who plays Scott Farkas, when you see him dressed up as Scott Farkas, like in the in the light, blinding light, oh, yeah. I, I thought the they somehow eyes. grabbed. I thought they grabbed this, an image from the movie, the original movie, yeah. because when he's in that outfit again, and he's doing the- he looks exa- <laughs> exactly the same. It was wild. And I guess one thing I liked about it is it was a lot of the same actors, the child actors now grown up and everything. And I think that just adds to it because we grew up with it. We loved it. We enjoyed the film. And you can tell that they did as well, that they're back doing this. It's not just a, well, I have to work. But you could see even how they portray the characters, how much they enjoyed and grew up and loved it just as much yeah. as us. So, you love it when an actor like, honors the your same one. I, I swear, even the elves, at least the female one that up on I Santa. Thought I thought that the guy was the elf same. was the same guy. I it thought might the female be. was. And it might be. It wouldn't, be wouldn't shock me if it was, but I Which mean, of course, like, they're uncredited. That detail but yeah, would be amazing. Like, and I, I love. Of I course, like Darren it. McGavin passed away, I believe, in two thousand and three. So it's he, he's been gone for a while, mm-hmm. but uh, got proper tribute. And I've always loved that his name is the old man. They've named, old man Parker never gets a first name. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's old man Parker. Mm-hmm. By the Bumpkiss's dogs. We the... finally actually see a bump yeah. uh, a Bumpus. A Bumpus. Okay. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. And the kids are great. The new generation of of Ralphie. <laughs> like, I really enjoyed it. Like, I, I'm not. I yeah, don't think it's I'm better not, than the first. But like, I like it I more love. than the first. But yeah. I mean, it's like any Christmas movie. The ending's pretty predictable. But it's it's not that, that that I'm not saying that's bad. But I don't know if the ending is predictable. The predictable ending was that he got the Red Rider BB gun. I mean, who didn't think he was going to oh, get no, the I BB meant, gun? Oh, no, I meant the new movie. No, I know. Okay. But the new one, there wasn't any, because there wasn't a focus on any particular gift, they could have gone but in wasn't whatever a gift, direction. Though. It was, it was the... making Christmas special. And then I, that's what, what Ralph, I'm saying. Ralphie's really, the gift Ralphie really wanted what, yeah, was to be a writer. That's his thing. So you're kind of mm-hmm. like, well, somehow his dad's death is going to play into that. Mm-hmm. Cause that oh yeah, no, that wasn't that surprising yeah. that yeah. he wrote and the that, obituary. And maybe and then that. making his Christmas story, yeah, the yeah, story he yeah, sells yeah. to publishers. So, um, but no, I I really liked this one. I was surprised. I watched it twice and did like a movie review on it on my TikTok page. Yeah, because I was like, this is actually really what, good. What, what's your TikTok page? It's called Nat's Nerd Knowledge. Ooh, fantastic! I'll have to follow. So wait, nerds can like Christmas too? <laughs> We yeah, like but we, we, we only watched the Star Wars Christmas special and 8-Bit Christmas and now Guardians of the Galaxy coming out next week. Mm-hmm. So. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. All right, what's next what? on our list? What's next on <laughs> our Christmas streaming uh, Christmas? <gasps> the best one. <laughs> All right, next up is an ex- – oh, by the way, uh, Christmas Story Christmas is streaming exclusively on HBO Max. Wish it would have got a theatrical release. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, and again, for a deeper dive on this, plus how it compares to the other HBO Max Christmas Story style movie, 8-Bit Christmas, that came out last year. Uh, Dan Spindle and I talk about that in our other episode. I'll link it in the copy. Yay, I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, so now we come to the other. I, I would say this is probably the biggest holiday release this year. So good. So good. Uh, it actually went to theaters and Apple TV Plus, and it is called Spirited. I want to go see it in the theaters now. Oh. Yep. 
I'm your ghost of Christmas present. Like a Christmas carol? Yes, like a Christmas carol. On a bitter, cold Christmas Eve, one dark soul is selected for redemption by the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and yet to come. A tradition that continues to this very night. Like a Christmas carol? Yes, yes. If you would just let me get this out. Sit. So out of all the people on the planet, murderers, <laughs> people who do gender reveal parties, I'm the guy you're going to haunt. You know what? Forget it. I told you, the guy is a level 20 bang in the dickens. Come on, I can take this guy. I'm your ghost of Christmas present. La, 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 la. I'm not watching your dramatic re Hey, I'm haunting you. You can't just run away from me when I'm haunting you. Hello? I believe he can be a positive force for mankind. And he's got his hands all over everything. Yeah, I wish. Maude, are you texting HR? No. <laughs> the Randy Ghost of Christmas Past. That's just fun to watch. I'm here to change him to being a more positive force for humanity. <laughs> Quinn. <laughs> yeah. All right. So spirited Will Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds, a take on the Christmas on a Christmas Carol, but a little bit different. Um, we get to see what a Christmas Carol looks like from the ghost's perspective. Yeah, fun. It's uh, fresh. It turns oh. out they do a lot of research. They build sets. You know, when they pick the one person, they get ready for him so that they can uh, they can redeem the soul. Except for Clint, Ryan Reynolds is Clint is. Unredeemable. He's, he's just mean. And he's like a horrible. he's like a consultant who whose specialty is uh, getting out ahead people, yeah. of uh, bad scandals he's and turning person? it back, more or less. Yeah, I am not that kind of PR person. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie's already been redeemed. Okay. Tell us about your Christmas past and no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that, that's a story for another day. Uh, so. We get a, it, it's a comedy. It's a musical. It's from the guys who uh, wrote La La Land, the music for La La Land, The Greatest Showman, and Dear Evan Hansen, and Dear Evan Hansen, Benj Pasek or Pasek, and uh, Justin Paul. And I thought, I, I mean, I didn't know what to think. I, I had high expectations because I like comedy. I like Will Ferrell. I like Ryan Reynolds. And I thought it for me, it delivered pretty much the whole way through. Uh, took some dark turns. It's rated PG-13, mm-hmm. so it's not as family-friendly as A Christmas Story Christmas. No. Mm-hmm. It, it, definitely not. And there's a lot of, lang- you know, I mean, nothing graphic, but a lot of language and a couple of really dark moments. Dark moments that I think fit the story, but dark nonetheless, and that maybe you don't want to talk about with your five-year-old again, no. depending if you have five-year-olds. But but still, yeah. it was funny, and the, the music was catchy. I would say I don't remember, other than the Bringing Back Christmas and then uh, the song through the credits, only because I saw the credits a few times, the will see Ferrell how far song. the ripples will go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were enjoyable songs. They didn't stick in my brain. Oh, I, they stuck in mine. They're they did so it. theatrical. But I'll watch it again, and and, and I'm sure they will. Uh, oh, never mind. Good afternoon. That oh my gosh. stuck in my brain. That is now my new favorite thing to say to people. Good afternoon. <laughs> that was part of my, my tweet re- review. <laughs> You'll never think of that so word, this, that that's, uh, <laughs> phrase, the same way ever again. So what does it do well? Everything. It's, oh, come on, it's everything. New, Give me some specifics. It's original. Like, it's an original idea. Except uh, for the Christmas Carol part. Yeah, but it's a take, like, a behind the scenes. It's not it's a, a Christmas fun, Carol. It's a fresh 
it's not just the, the same one over and over yeah. again. It's a different view of it that we haven't ever seen anywhere before. And now okay. the billions of different versions of and Christmas And you still, Carol. like, Ryan Reynolds is such a funny person, and his humor is built into it. And um, I I actually really like Will Ferrell in this movie. I know what I said earlier, but this right. is, I actually, like, loved Will Ferrell in this movie. That last... I haven't laughed so hard in a movie with that last scene. I can't. I don't want to explain. Well, give anything away. It but with emotion and humor, a little bit more than like yeah. things like Elf or, or anything. And like that. And who knew that both of them could dance so well? So they were well. like soft shoeing mm-hmm. like in the middle of the city, and they played so well off of each other. Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. And Ryan said he wanted to work with them so bad someday. So it was really great to see them on on screen together. So Natalie, yeah. we know Natalie's favorite part of the movie was when uh, when the Ghost of Christmas Present sees somebody dressed as Buddy the Elf and yells at how stupid he looks. You look stupid. And Natalie's like, this is my favorite part. I, l- I actually love Tracy Morgan as yes. um, the ghost of ghost Christmas. Yeah, she comes like, I point at people and I say, you be Christmas Carol. something to say. I thought was so funny. I think just because I grew up, I think just we all grew up watching some version of A Christmas Carol and just seeing it kind of played in a satire a little mm-hmm. bit was really funny to and watch. And as a theater person Agreed. myself who's yeah. in a lot of different productions, you know, not just radio, but on screen and all sorts of different things, I loved watching all the different back and forth of how to actually produce a show and, and to like build the set pieces and do the research and think about the costumes. Well, so we'll get a spirited musical and someday musical on Broadway, was, right? Oh, I, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. They have an L musical like we didn't need that oh but Natalie I already this. hates it oh no, yeah I'm okay. not a big you fan of that no. <laughs> <laughs> I like musicals no, no literally as soon as they like the first song I'm like oh Natalie I'm gonna like this for Clint in the movie and then He's when hot. When Jacob well, Marley, Ghost of Christmas Past. When when Jacob Marley actually that scene when he actually first visits Ryan Reynolds and you have the bells and everything going on I'm like this is awesome. Do like, you guys production want- wise as well like. I, I, this is and like yeah, this is one of my favorites. We're gonna watch it all the time. It might be the one to get us into the Christmas spirit right on like December first. It's you know, called you a, Spirited. You want a random Mormon fun fact about this movie? Please. Sure. The guy that plays the go, that plays Jacob Marley was the voice of King Lamoni in the animated Book of Mormon series. <laughs> wait, wait, which character way back again? When? Yeah, way way back. Which when? character? Jacob Marley. Oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> Wow. My husband's like, that, he's like, that's the guy that voices King Lamona. I was like, what? I was like, that's random. But that's there fantastic. You go. I did but not it was, know that. That's, that's a cool little thing. <laughs> well, and it was such a different take of, of the characters of, you know, you learn more about the, the ghosts. You love more about the background. You love more about the reasons why that they're, they're trying to help people. But Christmas Carol wasn't just a one-off. And I think I, for the first time ever, I actually read A Christmas Carol this year. So I think it also meant more to me. Yeah, Christmas Carol is actually really good. There's a few things that I've never seen in the movies that are in the book, which mm-hmm. I'm surprised because I think they're very powerful things in the book. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like the... Uh, For the, me, it's the, the part when Jacob Marley leaves and Scrooge is looking out the window and he actually sees the ghosts. <gasps> all the different spirits. And all stuff. the different yeah. spirits like crying, like watching their family suffer because of the poor choices that they made. Yeah, I was yeah. Like, That's a very powerful thing to put. That never, yeah. That never was made into Which movies. I... Yeah, we won't go into it, but I also watched <laughs> the the man who who invented Christmas right after I read the Christmas Carol, the movie uh, that came out a couple years ago. Yeah, that's one that I need really to watch. That might make my list if I once I finally get around to watching it. You should. It's really good, and there's a really good version on Audible that's free if you have uh, a um, membership, and it's Tim Curry reading a Christmas Carol. It's oh. only like four hours, so I would suggest. I know you don't like doing this. No, I like Tim Curry reading, listening to the book first. 
and then why would I listen to the book? I know the story because I've read a Christmas Carol. Because you don't know the story if you have. Oh, you've read it. Okay, I've read a Christmas Carol before. Yeah, I don't like reading Dickens. He's a little too wordy. He's very hard to read. But Mm -hmm. I I think I think if you because we've seen a Christmas Carol so many times that reading it is not very hard. And it was fun because I just listened and watched that movie, watching this new fresh version of it. Like. This is so fun. <laughs> well, and it went bonkers directions. That was part of the fun. Like, I never, I, I remember chuckling to myself, like, did he just make out with the ghost of Christmas past? <laughs> like, that is something I never thought I would see in a Christmas Carol adaptation. HR will prove it, everything. He, you turns, do. he turns the thing, the table, so that one of the ghosts starts questioning themselves. I'll leave that uh, for for those of you who maybe haven't seen it. So, and the Good Afternoon song is probably one of me, gonna be one of my favorite musical moments of, of all history. Good afternoon. How good dare afternoon. you say that to me? There's a child, a child right there. So spirited. We really enjoyed. I think we are all ag- agreeing on this. It's my favorite. It'll it'll join the rotation. Me and Andrew have discussed this as a family. Mm-hmm. It'll join the rotation. Well, we have to. It's like this might be like our first like Christmas watch as a family every season because yeah. this is so funny. And I'm trying to get all my friends to watch it, but it's only unless you go see it at the Megaplex. I think it's there right now for like a week. No, no, it's playing for a few weeks. It's playing for a few. Okay, yeah, it cool. played exclusively one week at a local theater. Then it opened up to the Megaplex. As of last Friday, I don't. I mean, it, I'm sure it'll run as long okay. as they have screens for it. I might want to go see it on the big screen, but I think it'd um, be worth it. It's, yeah, they'll right have a sing along version at some point. I bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I, you know, it it, it it's totally a it's a perfect that. thing, and it uses its stars well. Octavia Spencer's great in it. Um, the the little girl who's in it, um, I actually she's in the movie Slumberland with Jason Momoa on Netflix. Ooh, it's the seen same it girl, yet. and she used to be on a show called. Um, uh, single parents or something like that that was on ABC for a couple seasons that I watched but anyway to, uh, and it has Octavia Spencer in it she's right. pretty awesome yeah so spirited we all give a good recommendation five to. stars all right <laughs> yeah, it's like the, the a, final okay. big Christmas like you know it's a big Christmas thing if they launch it before Thanksgiving first of all so the final one we're going to talk about is maybe should have been a movie, but instead it is a six-part series on Disney+. Plus. It should be a movie. Yeah. And it is The Santa Clauses with Tim Allen and Elizabeth Mitchell. It was the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. I'm Santa Claus. It was different out there. All those kids turned into adults. They stopped believing. And it was magic. So, for the good of Christmas, I'm retiring. Wow. I didn't even know you could do that. I think we'd see what the rest of the world's like as normal people. I'm making a list of things I want to do, like meet a crossing guard. Sandra, they warned you this is what I look like here. It's it's dad, me. You know, I'll have a funnicino. Put cocoa in it instead of coffee. Put a little peppermint in there if you have that. Chop up some cookies and um, sprinkles. Name for the order? <laughs> Santa. Sir, my job is hard enough. <laughs> so I have a daughter who's a barista at Starbucks. I'm sure she'll laugh at that part. So the Santa Clauses... It's mm-hmm. kind of a double play on words because they are the Santa Clauses, like the family of Santa Claus. 
But it's also because there seems to be like yet another hundredth clause in the Santa contract. They fit a lot in that little card. On that little card that you got to use like a super duper micron microscope in order to electron microscope in order to read some of it. But essentially, as you heard in the clip, Santa's considering retiring. He's losing the magic. People don't believe the same anymore. And his kids have only known the North Pole and they're weirdos. The new kids. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, His new children. Because we heard Charlie for a split second, uh, the one who asked, uh, can you do that? Uh, And that means we're halfway through. There's six total. Uh, as you can tell from the disconsented size of Kellyanne, she's not a big fan so far of the Santa Claus. I'm just well, disappointed. Tell me why. What's wrong? The first Santa Claus was like the best one, obviously. Best, obviously. But then they made the sequels. Even I love Martin Short even, but they were just eh. Yeah, like <laughs> the Mrs. Claus. And, yeah. yeah. I can't. I don't even What's know if I saw the What's with the Mrs. Last Claus? One. I liked that one. I feel like they just did it because they had to make a third movie. Money. Money grab. No, yeah. no, no. The yeah. second one was the Mrs. Second one, Claus. Sorry. Oh, Mrs. Cl- and then there was the... Like, then evil. it was the Martin Short yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I don't even remember much about it. I, I think because I, I was expecting so much because I loved the Santa Claus, the first one. I, I was really looking forward to, to seeing this progress and move forward. But when I got into it, it just felt like a like a Disney Channel movie <laughs> that needed to be cut down quite a bit. Like a yeah. little too cheesy. The story was a little... I don't know. Hello, did you watch any of the other Santa Claus movies, including the first one? The first one was good. How, I mean, tell me how old you were when you saw the first one. <laughs> when did it come out? When did 1994. It come out? 1994, Three. I was eight. Okay, sure, that's what I'm saying. There is a correlation between that and your fondness for the original. Well, yeah, it's As far as it goes, they're all kind of the same, with little bits of difference. I no one ever handles where the, the parents think that the gifts come from if they don't believe in Santa. That You're always right. bugged me. Maybe in the Santa Clauses, Maybe they'll get will. that. Yeah, we had explained it. We did, we're doing a stuff for Santa for a family, and it's hard to explain to a little kid that, why are you, why are you getting presents from Santa can? And you're like, well. <laughs> yeah. but There's a lot of things. I, I, I'm actually impressed sometimes the way movies handle it don't accidentally give things away for little kids that you don't want little kids to be hearing on television yeah like even in grown-up shows they they take some care just in case a kid's watching that like an episode of a show doesn't be like call into question the reality of something or other some some families believe in santa some don't right my kids that's a rule if you want something from santa you better believe in him Mm -hmm. you ain't getting nothing from him (laughs) yep that doesn't matter how old you are still in my house i'm 36 That's, That's not fine. Our Santa house. can save some money. There you if go. If you don't believe in him, then Santa can save some money. Well, and I, I think I was expecting so much, too, because I've liked a lot of the Disney stuff, uh, Disney Plus stuff that they have been putting out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think because they didn't have Tim Allen in Lightyear and there's a bit of a backlash because of that, I was thinking that the studio would have just put a little bit more into the storyline of the clauses and uh, just feel less made-for-TV movie, I guess, no, and, and more concise. I mean, I did like the very beginning of the first episode because it kind of brings back that nostalgia yeah, factor, yeah. like when he goes to the house and the little girl's there. And for mm-hmm. yeah, for us that grew up and watching the show, yeah, we were like, that's us now. Like, mm-hmm. we were just like, who is this It was a little person? too spot-on for me, living with her parents and... <laughs> But I, I but you wouldn't throw things at Santa. But I wouldn't throw things at Santa. But yeah, because I kind of thought the same, felt the same a bit too. I was like, I had high hopes that um, like Tim Allen would have a lot more influence on the yeah. story because he actually just did an interview on Jimmy Fallon where he kind of explained that this, the Santa Clauses, is going to um, like what's the word like uh, share a 
like kind of fill in the plot holes that have been in the Santa Claus movies. Okay. I guess that's what the Santa Clauses is for. But I like you're like having a storyline about him trying to retire was just really it's just well, really but they weird. talk about that too. I mean, the Santa is a is like a continuum. It's yeah. it's a thing. It's not the one person who inhabits it, which is great. Cause which that's what works because I mean, how else could you explain mm-hmm. like in a semi logical way uh, just the age thing it's from magic, right? And I thought that that was personally for me that wasn't an issue. Like that didn't bug me watching it. Mm-hmm. I thought that was at least a, a plausible in universe explanation. Um, all the reasons. It's just I don't know. Th- I'm just getting older, and my kids are getting older, and so this doesn't hold quite the same sway that it did mm-hmm. at a different point. Like yeah. I don't dislike this, it. I don't was, dislike it so far, but I'm, it didn't make me like, oh, it, I can't wait to see the next yeah. episode. Well, and I'm I'm tired of the magic is dying because we're not believing it. Because that's what Elf was about. That's what Elf is <laughs> so many different things is about. And this. I'm like, have you met a child? Magic is a hundred percent alive. Right. Like we keep talking. Me Natalie keep talking about Bluey because we love it so much, and the whole show is pure imaginative magic. I'm tired of magic. Is it, no one believes and it's dying. And like, no, it's That's, still there. You just gotta look for it. Yeah, and this the thing about this is that the, the Santa Claus growing up that the first movie was the one that kind of kept my belief in Santa going because right, a like bit it, it explained mm-hmm. a lot of things to me as a kid. I was like, oh, so that's why that does that mm-hmm. and this. Um, so I guess that's charming. maybe like what Andy was saying. It's just that because we're older now, it's not as uh-huh. and we know the truth. We, know the truth. we have to we have to pull a child. Let's see we what have the child to yeah thinks. we have to find our inner child in it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, my I Sarah watched the first Santa Claus last year, but she obviously wasn't invested in it because it's live action but mm-hmm. well think about this too we've seen essentially the first third of a movie if this was a movie length True. we've just watched the first third of it first 40-ish minutes 45 minutes of it and you know if we stopped our favorite movie at the 40 minute mark and said okay mm-hmm. let's judge it now without seeing the rest of it it's hard to and there is comedic moments to it sure. like yeah I like the reaction of the daughter-in-law when we want you to take over the family business. And, you know, there, there's little fun moments of it. I like the I don't want to go fishing in Greenland. I don't, don't want to live and take the boys on a trawler. Do you haven't told her yet? <laughs> told her. How do I tell her that? <laughs> um, so there is some funny moments. The intro is totally feels different, like, than than the, the movie. Like, it's really psychedelic and, and stuff. I'm like, well, that's weird. I'm I'd hoping we find out. I, I'm hoping that somebody they introduced was the guy who was Santa before Scott was. Because did he die? Or did he get returned he to his point right? when he, he took over? Right. Yeah. So, we, I don't know. So, that that could that's, be kind of fun. one of the secret see... things in the, the binder there. I know. That's that's the other thing. is like He's trying to avoid like falling off roof and, roof and dying because he believes mm-hmm. that's like how you retire is you mm-hmm. die. Yeah. Which I think was like, okay, that's kind of funny that you know he's afraid of roofs now and he's mm-hmm. Santa and he has to go on roofs but it's also just really I, I don't know well, I, the subplot of Mrs. Sa- Mrs. Claus trying to figure out what Mrs. Claus is and stuff I, I hey just, that's a fair question I, I don't know it feels a little too forced and everything and it's like if Mrs. Claus wants to make a difference as Mrs. Claus then she needs to make a difference as Mrs. Claus is it you know yeah. <laughs> is it her fault that no one before her has tried to hasn't tried to like make a difference take away the cookie cutter right yeah. like Sorry, and that's just huh? me as a, as a female. Like I just watched it thinking. I stand on shoulders. Of course, of course <laughs> she'd be like she's just gone from being a principal and doing a lot of things mm-hmm. to just being a sidekick to Santa because yeah, nobody she... cares about Mrs. Claus. They just care about but Santa, she can make and they care. only care. Well, right, but she has to have time to do it. This is maybe what makes she the has impetus. Time for cider or coffee she... every day. <laughs> that's how you get through your day. Sometimes, from what I hear. <laughs> 
But I, I, that to me, that wasn't as big of a of a thing as just like I, I think. For me, then do it. Then go and do something different. Like then do it. <laughs> and she did. So she's far, trying. she's yeah. going to. Yeah, she's trying. She took she's out her. She, she let her hair down and it shot anything. out the barrettes. <laughs> took for three years. I don't know. I'm just waiting for. I kind of hope they bring back in the show um, the boyfriend Bernard. with the bad sweaters. Bernard and Bernard. No, the boy in the Bernard will make a reappearance. Well, we know okay. that because we've seen it. But we uh, have. Yeah, it was in the trailer. In the trailer, oh. yeah. But yeah, the the boy, the dentist boyfriend, like in the very first movie. Oh, Tim that's Allen's right. Ex-wife, I, that actor came to Fanex, uh, like eight years ago. You're unlocking really yeah. old memories. He wasn't a dentist. He was a, well, psych- a, psychiatrist. He was a psychiatrist. That's right. They that's right. Not, so worried about those Charlie. two are not planned for this series. Oh. But I wanted him to make fun season. of his sweaters because that was some of the best jokes in the first movie. <laughs> yeah, they did. They talked about Well, yeah, unless there's a surprise. In all the interviews, they've said that uh, that her and, and Neil aren't coming back okay. for this season. Well, and I feel like I didn't watch the movie before because I, I, I couldn't remember like who Noel was or things like that. So I feel like I was missing some jokes. But... I don't know. Maybe kids will like it. Of course they'll like it. It's aimed at them. But I also, We're griping as grown-ups watch. about something that's aimed hopes. at kids. Well, I'm, I'm someone that likes kids' movies. Freak. I watched Blue's Clues four times this last weekend. <laughs> so I, I'm giving it high hopes that, you know, that they'll be a little bit more nostalgic with it. Because that's the way you pull in well, I, our, our generation of fans into shows is you... Just like we're talking about the Christmas story, you had to pull that that nostalgia. Well, the into story it. has to carry it. Like I, you know, I admitted my one of my favorite Christmas movies was a straight to VHS. Was the the Beauty and the Beast Enchanted Christmas? Like, but again, these were things God. that you enjoyed as a kid. Go watch it. You'll now as an adult. That's why Spirited was good. But I don't I know if you would have connected with Spirited as much as a ten year old as you did as a thirty plus year old, or as a mom of a little kid year old. Forget how old you are; it doesn't matter. But you have two little kids, so you're a certain age. Well, you had to do it like the nostalgia correctly, because like, yeah. like you're thinking of a Christmas story, Christmas that you know they they pull in just the same scenes with the different jokes, like we were talking about. And I mean, why I know I'm going to talk about Blues Clues, but why Blues the Blues Clues <laughs> movie worked for me is because this episode brought to you by Blues Clues on Nickelodeon. <laughs> brought to you by the letter. It's on Paramount Plus. On Paramount um, <laughs> Plus, which owns Nickelodeon. I know that um, because that movie worked for me is because those the two characters, Joe and Steve, make fun of themselves as when they were on the show because they're like, you couldn't solve the riddle for Duck, Duck, Goose. And he's like, yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> they, they, so you have to find a way to like build that nostalgia and that's going to speak to adults because mm-hmm. you can't rehash those same jokes from the Santa Claus. You have to find something else. So hopefully, I, I mean, I kind of hope that the Bernard character will be able to do it because he's kind of a satire of an elf. Please, please, please. So he can hope... It's it, we're writing on you, Bernard, to make this series Please, Bernard. good. And hopefully, I I you know I hope they let Tim Allen kind of be. I don't know how much of himself. Yeah, I don't know how much they let him like help in the script or anything. But because he's just a very clever person and is very funny, so mm-hmm. I it hope- is possible he did help, and this is the best he's got. <laughs> I just watched Three Amigos last night, and Three Amigos is from 1985. I know, but I'm I'm just I know, but I'm just saying, like I hope because those Chevy Chase, Martin Short, and Steve Martin are all very funny, and they've all gone to make like their own very successful shows. Like Mm -hmm. true, Only Murders in the Building is a fantastic show, but so I'm hoping that. It's up to Bernard and Tim Allen to like to save, to the save Santa this Claus. series because I love Elizabeth Mitchell. I've always thought she was gorgeous, and I just like her as Mrs. Claus. And I hope she finds her way. 
However, Mrs. Claus needs to be. I hope they can tell that story correctly because right now, like Kelly, it's kind of kind Again, of subplot. First like, third of the movie. I, well, it's, first it's, third she's of the complaining movie. Complaining about it for two years, and it's not until her husband says yes, let's retire, that she takes her pins out. I'm like, yeah. you could have done something as Mrs. Claus. Like, yeah, this is like me and Kelly. But Amber. part of the argument was that she was like, that's how the elves treat her too. Like, that's just how everyone sees her. And is that I, all she's destined well, she's to be? Well, she's got that one girl elf that's helping her out. Yeah. Right? Well, or like, is she? You can break a mold. You can you can break she, a mold. <laughs> it's just that simple. I I broke a mold. I'm trying to break molds. Like and it's it, hard it wasn't and until difficult. my husband gave me permission because we're retiring type of deal. I just decided to like I don't know. Well, I mean, he Maybe was Santa before he had Mrs. Claus anyway. So it is much harder for women to break into things. Yeah, that is true. But like. Do it. <laughs> I know. Maybe if they showed her trying to break the mold and, you know, that w- and like being put back in her place, I would have liked it better. We're going way too in depth. I'm going to say it's but- um, two two episodes of a six episode series and we're uh, we're killing it already. Yeah, before no, the two episodes. I'm still going to give it the rest of the episodes. OK, I'm I'll not going to base it I'll off the two. Yeah, reserve the right it. to like will- it or dislike it. We will add our final thoughts after the final episode's posted. We'll, we'll do like an edit to the posting <laughs> the for this Christmas episode. Finale. It'll be yeah. like, it was so good. Oh my gosh. We ended up liking it after all, is what we may end up saying. All right. So let's end this segment here. And then when we get back for the final segment, we're going to talk about um, the kind of like, what did we like? A quick recap of some things and maybe what we're looking for uh, in future Christmas specials or Christmas movies as they come out. What might be some fun ideas? Fan Effect final segment. We've been talking Christmas movies, particularly the new ones that have come out in 2022. There is still quite a veritable large number that are still coming. A few that might be worth noting. I I don't think I I didn't see any Christmas themed movie that was such a big deal that it probably rises to the level of the four that we spent time talking about in the last segment. But here are a few that I pulled off of the 157 Christmas movie list uh, that uh, that I had to go to Entertainment Weekly to find it. But <laughs> here's some of the stuff that's coming out. First of all, we've got uh, no Christmas, no big Christmassy thing coming out on, uh, but on Thanksgiving Day, a trio of HBO Max movies drop. Some that seem more family friendly than others. A Christmas Mystery being one, Holiday Harmony being another. A Game uh, of Thrones Christmas. A, there's not a Game of Thrones <laughs> Christmas. When you said family friendly films, I was like, what's the least family 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 friendly Christmas story? A Game of Thrones Christmas story. The the bloody Christmas from (laughs) Game of Thrones. Uh, And then there's one called The Noel Diary that's coming to Netflix that uh, is uh, Justin Hartley, if you know his name from acting. He's an author that returns. And tell me if this doesn't sound familiar. He returns home at Christmas to settle his estranged mother's estate. And he discovers a diary that may hold secrets to his own past and that of Rachel, an intriguing young woman on a mission of her own. Together, they embark on a journey to confront their pasts and discover a future that's totally unexpected. Dun, dun, dun. Unexpected. You mean that they'll end up together? Oh, I, I don't know how I could have <laughs> oh ever gosh. expected that. Formula. Uh, another one, of course, uh, we've got uh, the hip hop nutcracker or hip hop nutcracker coming to uh, Disney Plus. Interesting. I don't know if you know anything about that. No. <laughs> no, just the new one that came out today with uh, Titus, what's his bucket? So oh, this... the Muppets one you were telling me about. Yeah, the... No, it's like a game show. Yeah, it's a game show. It's called a... Uh... Oh, 
You text it to us. Find it I know, I'm, But it's not a movie. It's not a movie. It's Hip Hop Christmas is a movie. It's coming to Disney+. Plus. Uh, Rev Run, who's from the 80s rap group Run DMC, uh, it's a hip-hop reimagining of the Nutcracker Ballet set in New York City, the night of the annual New Year's Eve block party, and uh, Maria Clara's mom and pop uh, aren't getting along, and it's bringing her down. So Maria Clara embarks on a holiday adventure to bring her parents back together, finding help along the way from the magical toy maker, Drosselmeyer, and the Nutcracker who she brings to life. Maria Clara's journey takes her from the streets of New York to fantasy worlds where she battles with mice and toy soldiers and back in time to the land of sweets in order to find the key to unlock her holiday wish. Will it be enough to rekindle her parents' lost love before the clock strikes midnight? So hip-hop, there you go. Uh, Also coming out is Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. That's what we care about. Oh, we're like we're automatically looking at. I the don't screen. have the trailer have pulled up for that Aww, one, but I can. <laughs> Freaking Kevin Bacon! You know what's a random one I'm really looking forward to, and it's just because it totally is what I want to do someday. A Hollywood Christmas. Have you guys seen the trailer for that one? No. Maybe uh, I have. <laughs> so it's coming out on HBO Max on uh, December first, and the idea is a Christmas movie that's being filmed. It's very Hallmarky, filmed on the Warner Brothers lot in Burbank, which I have memorized like the back of my because I will work there someday. Um, they're like sending one of the big woods down to evaluate it and see if they should cancel all of like the Christmas Hallmarky type movies. And of course, they're going to, you know, fall in love. You, you can kind of tell. Oh, guaranteed. <laughs> but I kind of want oh, it because it's know, like I the think Hallmark I have, type movie I, think I, I want to see. That one. I think I have seen that one. It, it, it's a trope making fun of a trope. It's a trope making time. fun of a trope. Yeah. And it's real fun for me because I'm like, oh, I. One of my favorite things is because I know the Warner back a lot enough. I can see where it's filmed in different movies and different. I'm like, oh, I know where that is. I know where that is. And it just looks like something I would I would enjoy <laughs> as as a, a dreamer here. Okay. Um, and I would be okay watching two Hallmarky type movies this year. So following for Christmas <laughs> and a Hollywood Christmas. All right. So here is um, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. <laughs> I just saw on the calendar that right now on Earth, it's almost Christmas time. We don't have time for trivialities like Christmas. But Peter's so sad about Gamora being gone. Maybe if we go to Earth for a really wonderful Christmas gift, it would make him happy. Something special he will never forget. What about someone special? We're looking for the legendary Kevin Bacon. We're looking for the legendary Kevin Bacon. I just said that, Drax. If your voice is small and mousy, I think maybe he didn't hear you. Ah! You're coming with us as a Christmas present. <laughs> so. Kidnapping Kevin Bacon to make Star-Lord happy. Uh, that definitely seems right in the Guardians of the Galaxy-style wheelhouse. This is James yep. Gunn's... Uh, this and uh, Guardians 3 are his last uh, times he's going to work with um, Marvel. with Marvel. And Aww. then he goes and takes over DC's Thank you. Uh, process of, of superhero <laughs> We want <movie>. it back. <laughs> this one looks pretty funny. It's 45 minutes long. I actually haven't seen it yet. I'm going to watch it later today. Um, I haven't... Uh, I, I didn't have time to watch it before we did you this. You got this? Yeah, it's on Disney debut. So you, fit, you lucky people, I get to watch these sorry. before us peasants. Oh, I would have watched this. Like I would have gotten up like at five o'clock to watch this. So, at any rate, um, so we got the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. It is canon. That's kind of funny. 
um, that it's it will technically be canon. Well, you said uh, it's the final of the it's the real final of the phase, right? That's what I'm hearing. That it's actually uh, Kevin Feige has said this is the true finale of Phase Four. So well, there's got to there be may a... be a fun cameo that'll pop up at some point or something. That'll, that'll be a major... Again, I haven't seen it, so don't know yet. But that is one that uh, looking forward to, and that, that comes to Disney Plus on Black Friday. I'm so now, excited for it. there's only a couple more that I feel like are worth mentioning. And only, again, sorting through 157 Christmas movies, you have to figure out, okay, what what's... You know, to talk about stuff on TV, I have to decide, is it worth it to... Um, to take the time to try to find it, to watch it, and then talk about it. There's so many. So I looked for things that had, uh, I don't know, something that stood out. Uh, you know, when I talked about market saturation, in order to get traction, you have to have something that will draw more than just one person to watch it right. who then can tell their three An friends. Interesting concept, a good actor, yeah. a good premise. So other than the ones we mentioned, we've got uh, the 12 Days of Christmas Eve coming to Lifetime. And the reason that jumped out at me is it is Kelsey Grammer and his daughter. I love Kelsey Grammer. Um, The story of Brian Conway, a successful businessman whose relationships with those around him have really suffered. While this Christmas season has been the most successful for his business, he's divorced. His relationship with his daughter, Michelle, played by his real-life daughter, Spencer Grammer, who, if you watch Rick and Morty, she voices Summer on Rick and Morty. She does? That's her? I love Rick and Morty. But his relationship with his daughter, Strain, doesn't have a meaningful connection with his only granddaughter, but then... Um, Kelsey Grammer's character gets into a car accident on Christmas Eve and Santa gives him 12 chances to redo the day and repair the relationships in his life to find true meaning of Christmas. So it's almost Groundhog Day. A little bit. Hmm. Groundhog Day with... um, Christmas uh, theme and it's only 12 days. Yeah. The 12 days of Groundhog Christmas. It's like a Christmas (laughs) carol. It's a Christmas carol meets Groundhog Day. But Santa gives him the wish, not uh, Jacob Marley this particular time. All right. So that's one. And then on uh, that actually comes out Saturday, uh, Saturday, the 26th of November. And then Sunday uh, on Lifetime, a Christmas spark. And this is notable only because I'm in love with Jane Seymour. And this is a Jane (laughs) Seymour Christmas movie. Uh, Recently widowed Molly lost her zest for life and given up on ever finding love again. Jane, I'll always help you if you're ever deficient in that department. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But when she decides to visit her daughter for Christmas, she has no idea why, what holiday magic is in store for her as a former drama teacher. Molly reluctantly takes on the job of directing the town's Christmas pageant and soon finds herself falling for her leading man, Hank, who his name is played by the actor Joe Lando. If you watched Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman, that was the other main character mm-hmm. on it, so... So Again, it's a reunion. A reunion of Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Uh, anyway, the town's most eligible bachelor, Molly and Hank, fall in love, and she rediscovers her inner free spirit and finds a new lease on life. Shocking that that's what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, as far as other Christmas things, I think the only ones that really jumped out on the calendar for me, uh, let's see if Scrooge, I just... Scrooge, a Christmas carol. It's yet another uh, Christmas the, I know, it's true. got Luke Evans this Luke time. Evans, is a Hollywood animated. Christmas the one you were talking about? A Hollywood yeah, okay, Christmas okay. is the one I was That's about. the one, okay. And then Darby and the... Oh, no, that's the, that's a different thing. Um, a Christmas Karen. Did uh, you see Scrooge, that? Scrooge, a Christmas carol, an animated <laughs> no? version. Yeah, it was on the list, a Christmas Karen. It's about a, a Karen who finds the happiness in Christmas. And then my I, friend I has already... I all I didn't want for Christmas, and it's like, it's... Uh, uh, what's her name? Gabrielle Sibidi, Precious. Um, anyway, Sibidi, yeah. she she is writes a drunk letter of what she wants to... To Santa, and it starts coming true, and I think that sounds pretty funny to me. Okay. And I want to see her on the screen again. And then I've got a friend who's already begging me to go see Violent Night with uh, David Harbour. I've seen so many many ads for that, like BD... 
Davis, who does comicbook.com. I think they had a showing last night, and he uh, interviewed the cast for it. I have no desire. <laughs> I'm just curious about it, mainly. Like, I'll, It's kind of like Avatar for me. Like, If I just have a chance to go see it, I'll see it, but I'm not like running yeah. to the theater to see it. Oh, my gosh. I, okay, yeah. <laughs> There's one that looks kind of interesting to me. It was Mary Kiss Cam, and it's on Hulu on the 24th. And it's basically this this couple's on like a, a date of their first date at a hockey game. They get on the kiss cam and kiss and the team wins. And it, everyone's like, oh, my gosh, it becomes like a like a good luck thing. So they keep having to go to the games and kiss and they fall. Like, OK, I'd watch that. Cause I, I, I do like hockey. Like, it's fun and violent. I do like hockey. And, <laughs> yes, I mean, she does. <laughs> I got a new phone case. Oh, With I the Chicago Blackhawks. Chicago Blackhawks. Those are the only ones that really stuck out. Except, you know, Dolly Parton's supposed to do a, a musical special at some point. But they don't we, have a date for that one. We can't forget the Great British Bake Off Holiday Edition, everyone. These are not movies. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> That's Stop okay. It. We're just streaming. We only cheated. We only on cheated. We only it. cheated on the Santa Clauses, and only because that was a sequel to a movie. <laughs> All right. So another one I had on my list was uh, the. Let's see what's it called. It's uh, it's a wonderful binge, which uh, it's a comedy. It's got Caitlin Olson, who's from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Danny Trejo, and then several other people I've never heard of. All drugs and alcohol are illegal, except on the day of the binge. Several years after their first binge, friends Hags, Andrew, Sarah, and Kimmy face the realities of young adulthood as the annual binge day is moved to Christmas Eve. Amidst the chaos, one plans to propose to another, while one deals with his rocky relationships. Will they survive this holiday? I feel like it's a sequel to The Purge. Sounds like like a hangover. It's not. I I think it's it's definitely a comedy. It's definitely a comedy. It's it's a Christmas hangover. That's that's kind of what it sounds like. That's what it sounds like it's going to be. So another one is uh, Amazon Prime Video. It's called Something from Tiffany's, which is kind of a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, well, it's, it, nothing compares to the magic and excitement of the holidays in New York, where the streets ablaze with light, windows dazzle, and a special box from Tiffany could change the course of a person's life. Anyway, it's about proposals and a ring lost and mix-ups and stuff like that. I was hoping so, that it'd be like a rings of power. Like no, no, not, nothing. nothing that that nothing series so, needs to be redeemed. Uh, <laughs> Let's make a Christmas-themed one. Nothing so lofty as it's that. It's actually the ring of power inside the Tiffany's box. It's a whole new take since a ring of power That's a parody is. I want to see. <laughs> and how they take how they bring Mordor to New York. Well, that's it. As far as Christmas stuff goes, that was the last stuff I wrote down. So all the rest was either just garbage or a repeat of everything else. So hopefully I didn't just call something you like that's new this year garbage because I didn't intentionally mean to. But I did mean that, like, there's so much that you just can't find it all. So uh, those those are the ones that I'll probably make. The ones I listed are the ones I'll probably make an effort to try to watch. But that's that's probably it. So what would be a great Christmas movie for the future? What would you like to see a Christmas movie come to pass? Oh, that's hard. Especially with so many already done, how could you come up with something unique? I know, unique? that's why I was like, it has to be original. You can't, like, as we talked about, like, Spirited is just another angle to a Christmas but carol. But it's so fun and fresh. You know, I want... I, I, I want another Muppets. Oh, my gosh. Another Muppets Christmas thing, because I really like the Muppets Haunted Mansion. Me too. Um, yeah, so I was like, I feel like... I got torched on Twitter for not loving that. Aw. That's okay. It's okay. I loved it. There are some some moments in it that I thought were kind of corny, but if if Pepe Le wasn't in it, I would have had different feelings about it. Because I love Pepe Pepe Le (laughs) I think it's really funny. But I would would like to see the Muppets do something else. Not rehash or try to redo it like a Christmas Carol again, but I don't know. I feel like Disney 
might be smart enough to do something. How about something. Muppets Christmas shoes? Yeah, let's not do that. That's too sad. Kermit, can I buy these a shoes <laughs> for Miss Piggy, please? Oh my gosh. <laughs> that, that's too sad. I, I like that we're getting a little bit more variety, like some Hanukkah films and things like that. I okay. want to learn about more cultures and, and stuff like that, but that's just, I find it interesting. I know, I very, know very little about Kwanzaa, but I, like I appreciated about the Frozen Christmas special that came out like two years ago, where like it wasn't a Christmas special, but it, it, it was just holiday a holiday because, mm-hmm. you know, the whole song's you, you, about- If you want to learn about Kwanzaa, you got to watch the Futurama Christmas episode. That's one of my favorite running running things of that. Kwanzaa okay. Robot, Hanukkah Zombie- there's Santa Claus who's a robot. It's fantastic. And it's a, one of them's a musical. That's a great one. Oh. I'll <laughs> Santa's a psychotic. He's a psychotic. You have to lock up your house so Santa doesn't come in because the robot will try to murder you. Because oh they programmed him and it's he's funny. like, it's really Santa funny. Bot. It's really, really funny. Okay. There's several episodes with Santa, but that's that's one of the I'll Like he's famous shot. for having like rockets and missiles and things on his sled. <laughs> Okay. It's a really good one. I'll give it. What's Futurama on again? Uh, Hulu. Hulu. Okay. <laughs> All righty. Well. So any any particular Christmas idea? I actually think Muppet Christmas shoes would be funny, especially if they leaned into the silliness of it. But too many people like Christmas shoes genuinely that it would be a problem. I don't but know what Christmas shoes is. It's a song about a kid who yeah. wants to buy shoes for his dying mother so she can die on Christmas Eve and he can give her new shoes that that's she thought were pretty. That sounds horrible. That's why I was like, that's, too, that's too sad to do something like that. All I know is I liked Spirited the musical enough. I, I think I just want more musical Christmas stuff that is like holds up quality. So... Well, because I think Spirited did that, because that's what I want to. I love, actually, like these new musicals coming out. I love La La Land and Tick, Tick, Boom. And, oh, I love Tick, Tick, uh, Boom. Hey, that's my favorite, one of my top five favorite movies. But, and The Greatest Showman, of course. Yeah, of course. I was going to say The Greatest yes. Showman. Okay. So I was like, I want, yeah, I want more musicals. I do. I want more original musicals, not the having, same thing over not and having over a music and over. band done for the 1,000th time. <laughs> as much as, yes, yes, yes. But yeah, more Christmas musicals, more Muppets. And how, yeah, I, I I don't want them to ever touch It's a Wonderful Life. I think that movie is just great yes, the way it is. I 100% agree. So I like no the remake of It's a Wonderful Life. I like the parodies. They're funny. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I wouldn't, you cannot replace Jimmy Stewart. No. As George Bailey and anything. No. no. Well, that sounds definitive to me. Yeah, I'm the one. I'm the say of all <laughs> Christmas movies. <laughs> you cannot touch George Bailey. All righty. Yeah. Well, for me, um, I would like... I like it when they can, like, I I like this idea of the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. I think taking something that you already know and and tweaking it, maybe that's part of the reason I like them up at Christmas Carol is, Mm -hmm. you know, presenting something that's been done a lot in a creative new way, spirited, felt like that, Um, you know, a Christmas story hit on a thing kind of by accident, I think. I mean, it took the nostalgia wave, but but it worked it really well with a lot of clever and memorable things. And Mm -hmm. so... um, if somebody can figure out some way to do a clever take on something, I like genuine Christmas movies too. Don't get yeah, me wrong, yeah. like a Christmas, uh, the Christmas box, um, Christmas jars or whatever it was. The, the, oh yeah, the that was local a local one. Yeah, uh, th- those are those are really good too. Like I, I, I certainly appreciate genuine stuff at Christmas, but I just like things that you know. Christmas is so much about nostalgia, so finding a way to do nostalgia without. Uh, it, it's a fine line without either doing it too much too or yeah. doing it ironically as if to like say people who, who like this or are stupid, you know, like Jingle All the Way is a very, <laughs> a lot of people like that movie, really? but it's like a pair. Yeah. But it's like a parody of commercialism and like, I you know, the, <laughs> the dad going too crazy to get, you know, 
people used to fight. I don't know if you knew this, but people used before they could order it on Amazon, they used to fight in the stores to get the last of something. Like, I it remember happened. those. It stories. happened for like a tickle full fifteen almost. to twenty years. That tickle me almost. It happened from the early eighties yeah. until like the early two thousands that people would fight over whatever the hot toy was. So, you know, Jingle All the Way had funny moments, but it was it wasn't unique. It wasn't genuine enough to make me enjoy it like maybe something else would. So. Yeah, just like we were talking about earlier, you had to hit the nostalgia. Christmas just Vacation, right. hilarious, but it was all. There was the third sequel in a in a vacation movie series. Whereas if it was the first movie where we met Clark Griswold, I yeah. don't know if it would have resonated in the same way. No, and so uh, nostalgia. It's it's like nobody wants to give you a credit card until you get one, and then everybody wants to give you one. <laughs> Nobody wants to try out a new Christmas movie until they somehow get one, and then you want 100 sequels to it. Um, Well, that's what Christmas is. Christmas is tradition. So if you break, you know, if you get rid of, yeah, the nostalgia in the movies. Well, tradition had to start somewhere. I know. But people start their own traditions, of course. Like my husband and I started our own traditions outside of what we did as kids. But a lot of what we did as kids have been brought over into our Christmas traditions. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that's also why Christmas movies are Christmas movies is because... They are nostalgic. That's why we have sure. like our five favorites. Is mm-hmm. because that's I grew up watching all these movies. And Starlight um, Spirited is going to be the first movie that I didn't grow up watching that I'm adding to the rotation. Nice. Oh, one that I liked watching growing okay. up. Never comes back. Never seen it since. Was it came upon a midnight clear? It had Mickey Rooney in it. I love Mickey Rooney. I haven't seen it. I've yeah, never seen well, that's it. what I'm saying. It stopped appearing on TV. There's a lot of 80s we a lot Christmas of shows that never made. Oh. Ernest saves. I have a, my friend loves. That's that's one he would watch on Christmas Eve if he didn't already watch Santa Claus. Home Alone's another great Christmas movie. We did not Home talk Alone about Home Alone one and two. So many. We didn't talk about um, Holiday Inn either, oh. which is arguably is no, 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 no. a Christmas movie. No, what? you want to watch White Christmas. White Christmas. No. no. Oh, okay. But Holiday Inn. That's Fred Astaire. Holiday Inn has some. No. Yeah, Holiday Inn is Fred Astaire. Mm, is it? I'm going to fight you on this. Hold on a second. Whatever oh, and The Holiday. The movie The Holiday. Oh, that's right. That's Christmas like the, with the yeah, Cranks. Yeah, it's Bing Crosby oh, and Fred Astaire. Oh, okay. Eat that, Andy. Bing Crosby, I knew, was in Holiday <laughs> Merry Christmas. I, but yeah, they do blackface in it, too. They do. Yeah, filthy. Yeah. So it doesn't quite work the same now no, as it used to. No. But White Christmas Yay, doesn't have evolve. that. <laughs> my husband hates the song Snow. He hates that. Snow, I want to wash snow, my face snow. and hands and hair with snow. He's it's like, that is disgusting. <laughs> I, was like, I just pulled that clip for the movie show. <laughs> <laughs> Literally right before we came in here. That's funny. That's fantastic. All righty. Well, that'll do it for this episode of Fan Effect. We're so grateful that you were with us. Kellyanne and Natalie, thanks so much for talking Christmas movies. You can tell that you guys have a great love for this, and it came through. And I like that genuineness. I like the camaraderie, the nostalgia, the good feelings of Christmas. And I wish you both a merry, merry Christmas this year and the rest of you. (laughs) Yes. And then start thinking. Now you're allowed to start thinking about Christmas. We give you permission to do that. While you're in your turkey coma. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for listening. Fan Effect uh, brought to you by the Larry H. Miller Megaplex Theaters. If you have an idea for a show, let us know about it. Follow us on our social media. Uh, mostly Facebook and Twitter at Fan Effect Show, E-F-F-E-C-T. And uh, give us an idea or just give us some feedback. If you're joining this episode for the first time on a link from social media, it's the first time you've ever seen it, give, a, uh, give us a listen. Some of our other episodes, a lot of fun, a lot of different things. We've referred to several in today's episode. They're easy to find on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and kslpodcasts.com. Thanks so much for being with us. We'll catch you at the next one.